I'm your host, Jay Wald, and welcome to another weekly podcast of Deeper Dive, sponsored by Plantation SCA Church. This is season four, episode 40. And of course, I'm here with my beloved co-host, Don, who is on the East Coast with us for a little bit. I want to welcome <laughs> you back, Don. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hi. How are you doing? It's always good to see you. Yeah, you too. All right. It's always good because now we are a tandem. That's a good thing. That's right. That's, That's it. Thing. That's right. <laughs> I also want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out and for your support. Remember, we can walk over to any questions that you may have, questions, comments, or concerns. Please text us at via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And if you don't forget to subscribe to our channel at plantation deeper dive, sorry, plantationsta.tv. And guess who's back from from the archives? I know that's amazing. He is back. Yeah, he's like way back. I think I think this gentleman we had him. Yeah, I think you had him before COVID. Yeah, was it the same yeah. center again? Yeah, I think so. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. yeah. But we want to we want to announce everybody that he's a a, a licensed family marriage a marriage uh, therapist. He's also mm-hmm. a pastor as well, but mm-hmm. he's well known as a new name that we call him. He's known as the Amen, Amen Pastor. pastor. <laughs> <laughs> we want to welcome Pastor Lloyd Allen. Welcome, my brother. Yes, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. It's just good to be back, Eric. I have fond memories of my my past encounter um, with you guys on this program, and it's just great to be back. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. It is a pleasure, as we always do, to start off with a word of prayer. We'll be underway. Yes, Father God, thank you for all you've done, Lord. You made things possible, Lord. We want to thank you for the mercies that you've given us, Lord. We're not worthy. Thank you for this podcast, Lord. Lord, we ask you to continue to put your hand over Israel. Lord, uh, make peace in that area, Lord. Uh, you know the beginning from the end, and we trust you. So, Lord, we ask you to comfort the grieving families, comfort the leadership, Lord, and make the right decisions on what they need to do. Continue to bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. So, Pastor Lloyd. Alan, yep. um, single and satisfied. How come you came up with that title? All right. Well, you know, I I wrote my first book on the subject of singleness, and I thought for a while. I said, you know, I wanted to formulate a topic on singleness that. Um, is is tied to a kind of excitement and and success and so i said you know i think that's a fitting name um single and satisfied because there are some who may think that being single um you are being deprived of something you are you are short a shortfall you you are half you know um, but I wanted to paint a picture that you can still be single and complete. So I said, mm-hmm. I mean, satisfied. That's true. Okay. That's true. Wow. Awesome. That, that is true. Well, like I said, we thank you for being the main speaker of Jesus at the center uh, of our families, um, as you're talking about. You know, a lot of people, I, you know, as I've grown up in church, I've heard people saying you had to be married or, or else. 
you know, that you were going to uh, supposedly, as they say, burn. And I know now, you know, before then that people talk that you can be single and still do God's will and still do what you need to do. But I, I like the way how you broke down these, uh, what do you call the pie? Let's talk about that four components of uh, attractiveness. Yes. P-I-E-S. Yes. <laughs> That's easy to remember. And these are the four components of attractiveness and that, that every single needs to be committed to, that every single needs to achieve and to, and to work on. And mm -hmm. because people are attracted to people who have, who, who have the impression of success. And mm -hmm. so if, if singles are even thinking of getting married one day, then they must be at a place of success. They must be at a place where they are magnetic. They must be at a place where they are irresistible because good people really are attracted to goodness. Yes. And so PIES, the four components of attractiveness that we should work on. Number one, we have the physical attractiveness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is important. That cannot be discounted because um, people are attracted to what is good. Nobody is attracted to failure, really. And mm -hmm. so, no. and, and people want to feel a sense of pride uh, when they connect with somebody that, um, you know, of whom they feel good about. And so we talk about physical attractiveness. Let me say about him for men. The Bible says that if a man looketh on a woman, Okay, and, and, and in, that, in that brief statement, we have the idea that God knows that a man will look. A man is stimulated by sight, and therefore, mm -hmm. it that woman maintains her attractiveness. Now, she may not be like Cinderella, but the fact is she can make the best of what she has. Amen. No, yes. also even marriage, even marriage. What what attracts you to him or her before marriage? Um, it, it's important that you maintain that even after the marriage. Now, mm -hmm. when we talk about physical, it's not, of course, only the external. It's also it 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 also relates to our health. There are many mm -hmm. people neglect their health after they get married and believe that okay, I've reached now. But even after marriage, it's important that we look well to the enhancement and the care of our health. So physical, mm -hmm. all-encompassing as we seek to be the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have also okay. the intellectual component. Mm -hmm. Now, communication is extremely important in a relationship. Yes. It is said that that what blood is to the body, so communication is to a relationship. So mm -hmm. if we want a relationship to thrive, there must be communication. And to communicate well, we must develop the way we communicate. And that has to do with, with mental development. Yeah. We must mm -hmm. We must, we must have a frame of reference. A lot of people don't talk about issues because they don't know 
what to talk about. And so avoid this subject. And so but when it comes to relationships, we must be have a sense of versatility and and be able to communicate. And for us to do that, it has to be a frame of reference that comes through developing the intellectual aspect of our being and developing the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that helps in the enhancement of communication. Also, now we have E, which is emotional attractiveness. Mm. And what it's, is that, Pastor? Uh, what does yes. it mean to be emotionally attractive? <laughs> you know, as I said, some of that, um, as it relates to a relationship, this is the most important component of attractiveness, and that is the emotional attractiveness. This is really what we call EQ or emotional intelligence, emotional, yeah. emotional intelligence. Now, people, when people enter a relationship, they don't enter a relationship to feel worse about themselves. They enter a relationship to feel better about themselves, to do better. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore, they want to know that they are in a relationship with somebody who can enhance them, affirm them, validate them, and make them feel better about themselves. And that is really emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence answers the question, how do you make me feel when I'm in your presence? Yes. Okay, and that's very important because people marry for happiness. And sometimes we, we underestimate the power of words. Um, but if you have somebody, you know, I tell you something, they, one of the great distinguishing features of a great partner is for somebody who can treat you with tender loving care, somebody who can affirm you and encourage you. And that now has to do with emotional intelligence, somebody who, um, who places your emotion, the, the, the massaging of your emotion as they mm -hmm. because they know that people are emotional beings and we must live to enhance people's emotion. So if somebody is not married or not looking to be married, maybe they don't want to be married, how can they still find uh, and develop their emotional intelligence? Okay, very, very question. Now you see, God makes us social beings. Mm -hmm. And even if we never plan to be married, the fact is we must interact with people. Mm -hmm. And just to interact with people, it's important that we know how to speak and how to use our words to make the world a better place. Exactly. We must mm -hmm. understand that people are emotional beings. People can be damaged by our words or mm -hmm. enhanced by our words. Right. Our words can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. <laughs> and therefore, we see people as emotional beings. And if we are to make the world a better place, we must be aware. We must have a sense of awareness of our own emotional state and a sense of awareness of the emotional state of those with whom we interact. Mm -hmm. okay. I, 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 had a, I had a question on there before you move on to the final 
acronym. Um, I talk with people who've had the, have struggled with the intellectual and struggle with the emotional. Um, some have, some have found out that the emotional was later on in the marriage. It started to develop, whether it be the female or the male. And then some have just struggled with the intellectual, even at the beginning or during the marriage. And they still stay together, uh, to try to enhance the marriage. What do you tell somebody that's dealing with that issue right there at, the, at that moment? Oh, you mean they start the relationship, but they, they they did not consider themselves proficient in these components. But you're saying that they struggle through. Yeah, is that like, like the emotional one is the they they these things happen later on in the marriage. You know, like at the beginning, everything's fine, and then as time goes on, here comes emotional intelligence. There seems to be a disconnect, or there's a problem in. Issues like if they have arguments or then education comes in and which end up being what you mentioned about negative words. Yes, you know, people need to be aware really that what sustains a marriage is respect for each other. Um, mm -hmm. it, that um, everybody marries to get their need to have their needs met we marry to have our needs met and the the critical need that every person has and expects to be met in a relationship the critical need is to be liked loved and respected mm -hmm. and, and 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 so when we enter a relationship we must be cognizant of that fact that if this relationship is to be maintained, then we must relate to the person in a way where we demonstrate that we like, love, and respect them. If not, the relationship may drag on, but it is not with a sense of joy, happiness, or satisfaction. And every day, one or both persons are living together, but they're looking forward to the day when they can escape that that, that I would say even mm. toxic, a toxic bond because yes. they are not in the relationship and they are not respected. And so it is important that from the outset, people recognize that people are emotional beings. They marry to have their needs met. And foremost is that they, they marry to be liked, loved, and respected. Amen. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about it from a single point of view, um, we you'd already talked about the P, the I, and the E, physical, intellectual, and emotional intelligence. Now, the last thing as a single person, we have to think about the S, and what does that stand for? No, the S, the S sorry, is spiritual, spiritual attractiveness. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with our, our belief system. Mm -hmm. The principles and the values that we hold dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. See, in every relationship, there has to be, we must set a standard. And for singles, let me say, that singles must set standards by which um, to govern the relationship. What I normally mm -hmm. say, if you don't set the standard, the relationship will set the standard for you. Mm. So mm -hmm. when you 
enters a relationship, they must have standards that will guide their modus operandi, their manner of operation. And mm. that is where the spiritual um, uh, attractiveness comes in. You must have principles that you live by. And especially, and, and let me just say that people respect you more when you have a deep sense of value. Mm. Mm -hmm. They feel that they are married, that they are interacting with somebody who is worthwhile, who is worth keeping, for they have something to share. Mm. Amen. Right. And so it has to do with our sense of value. As a matter of fact, I always even say, even for singles, they must have some non-negotiables if they are to have a great relationship. Because you see, every relationship has boundaries. Mm -hmm. Every relationship standards, even business relationships. Um, a partner can't just go and spend the money in a business just as he th seems fit, <laughs> just because okay, he he's connected to the business. There has to be boundaries, okay, uh, that govern the relationship. And so in a romantic relationship, there has to be boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the things I, I normally say, even like to singles, there are some non-negotiable boundaries. For example, if you are a Christian, and in a specific way, a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, then you should have a, a, a standard that you will not marry another person who does not believe as you believe. Mm. Mm. Because that could create serious issues in their relationship. That's the yoke issue. Yes, and, and so that's 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 one of the the non-negotiable boundary that that must be made. Also, another boundary that young people should make, that singles should make, is I will I will not have sexual relationship before marriage. I will mm -hmm. self for marriage, and that's another non-negotiable boundary that should be set in the relationship. Another standard that should be maintained because many people don't realize it when you start having sexual relationship with another person before marriage then there's a lack of trust mm. because you have if you can have this relationship um, without commitment with mm. this person they're gonna feel that okay even after you get married then I'd, i'm not even sure how much i can trust you because you may still have that with somebody else without mm. yeah so that's mm. important Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so I guess that, that, that goes along with the, when you made the comment about um, evaluation before you engage. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. That is, mm. that's crucial. You must evaluate before you engage. You must know what you want before you enter the relationship. And that too has to do with setting boundaries. As mm. I said, that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Mm -hmm. And this is why some end up in the wrong, with the wrong person, because they mm -hmm. did not standard that they should be, by which they should be guided. So how can singles, if they're older, decide, and they decided that you know, they don't want to get married, or they're not going to get married, or maybe they've been disappointed, how can they be truly satisfied for the rest of their life? Wow, that's a very good question. You know, um, as I yes, said, too, Don. 
Because, as I said, even Sabbath gone, <laughs> that a person does not have to be married to accomplish their purpose for God. Exactly. Right. Um, there are there are qualities that we, we 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 secure in a relationship with God that cannot be given by any human companion. Mm -hmm. For example, um, we talk about our identity. We talk about purpose. Yes. I mean, acceptance. Those are qualities that no human person can give us, but mm. only a relationship with God can give. And those are really the most important qualities that we can really possess, you know, to know who we are as a person and that will guide us along the way. So really, we can accomplish, God can accomplish his purpose through us, even without a married partner. Mm, that's right. true. I always want to ask that question. And Jess is going to answer that question. Um, uh, Pastor Lord, you have to help me out. She's got two good questions. I got none. <laughs> you got to help me out here, Pastor. <laughs> uh, um, you, so you mentioned, I, I like the part you mentioned about the, when the woman is looking for the man and where the man needs to be placed. He was placed in Eden. Talk more about that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, it is so important that we, you know, we begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Begin with the end in mind. If you want to live with and enjoy the lifelong companionship of a Christian person, then you should seek a Christian. And when God made Adam, mm -hmm. you see, before Eve came along, God determined that I must prepare Adam for a relationship. And so God put certain things in place for Adam to, 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 to imbibe, to, uh, to embrace, even mm -hmm. before he gets married. In other words, God had to prepare him for a relationship. And so one of the first things that God gave man, even before he gave him a wife, was that God placed man in his presence. Yes. And the word Eden, as I said before, is not so much a geographical spot on the earth, but Eden is a place where God's presence is strictly manifested. And that's yes. Eden. And that's what Eden really means in the original language. And so that's where God placed Adam, even before he gave him a wife. God placed Adam in his presence. And God had open communion with Adam. God could communicate with Adam. No wonder he said yeah. to Adam when he even gave the, gave the prohibition regarding the eating of the fruit. He says, of all the trees in the garden, you may freely eat, but of this one, do not touch it. God was able mm. to communicate with Adam. And so mm -hmm. it is. Before a man even finds a, a, a wife, he should know what it is to enjoy communion with God. So, mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's where Eve should find her Adam, okay? That's where Eve found Adam, and that's where, that's where, that's where the ladies should find their man. They should yes. find the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. It is. 
Very much so. So I I, I was going to say a joke. There's a place called Eden uh, outside somewhere out west, Don. You think we should travel there? Yeah, I have heard of that. Yes, yes Eden, someplace out in west. Oh, there is. It's I called think Eden. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that might be somewhere we might try to go and see if we can. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? We don't need to do that. We're already married. <laughs> <laughs> We're already married, so that won't help us. <laughs> but, <laughs> put it out there. Um, you have any, anything else done? No, but I did want to ask a question about children. Yeah. Raising children. Just touch on it just a little bit, Pastor. Um, because for the second night at Jesus at the Center, you talked about raising godly children, which was is very, very important, especially if you are Adventist and you have your children. But how would you be able to tell a non-Adventist that they need to, it's so very important for the the development of their children that they need to be raised in accordance with God's will. You know, um, there is one fact that people cannot deny, and it is that we are living in a, in a secular culture, and mm-hmm. a culture that is even decaying in morals. Mm. And Every child is impacted. And even the non-Christian parent feels the the blow of society's ills. Mm-hmm. And they are disenchanted, they are disappointed, and, and, and many are hurt really because, um, by the influence that the secular culture is having upon their children. And so and so they too yearn for a better way to train their children. Mm-hmm. And so and so this is the this is the best way. You know, after 28 years helping families across the world, I have found no better remedy to the ills of society and to helping to galvanize our children than to raise them in a godly environment. Mm-hmm. I think I Parents, they may not be Christians, but they send their children to a Christian school. Why? Because mm. they, want, they know that the memories of childhood are vivid. They know mm. that minds of children are impressionable and they are easily influenced. And therefore, they want to ensure that the, that the development of the young minds is ensured in the proper way. Because if mm. not be damaged for life and so mm-hmm. and so it makes the children to place their children in an environment that is conducive for their healthful growth mm-hmm. okay. okay thank you you did you did i had another question you did talk about the um you gave t- a couple of examples of people and their lineage and how many generations and the one that was incarcerated and what happened to their ancestors afterwards and the, the people that came afterwards and and the ones that were you know a little bit more upright and how intelligent they were if you see in your family that there are some elements that maybe you will grow you were raised in a certain environment and now you have children and you don't want that for your children how can you stop 
that from actually being manifested, say, in the next couple of generations? Oh, very, very good question. Um, yes. Read on. <laughs> that's one of the appeals we have to people. Let's stop the vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. um, there's a passage there in, in Isaiah where it says, cease to do evil and learn to do well. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's what God wants for us. God wants us to stop the cycle. And the way we do that is to is to understand first of all that something is wrong with the inherited and cultivated tendencies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Something is wrong with it, and then we must yearn for something better. We see yeah. we see the track record of those who have followed the wrong course. And we led them to, and therefore we should have, we should develop a desire for something better. Okay. Definitely. And mm -hmm. in mind, number two, we should then start to learn to do well, cease to do evil and learn to do well. Um, mm -hmm. Start educating ourselves, educating our children academically and also spiritually. You know, there mm -hmm. is, there is, there is a, a, a mysterious power when we study the word of god there's a mysterious power to enhance people intellectually and morally just from the study of the word there are people for example who never acquired um any any formal education they just they just stayed in the church and they studied the word and mm -hmm. they landed in college after a while and they did well because mm -hmm. there is a remarkable capacity to enhance the emotional development just by the study of the word. You know, the word is God himself speaking to our hearts. When we study the word, we are listening to the voice of God. And the mm -hmm. word is filled with wisdom. The word is filled with insight. And the word can direct us from wrong into the right. So that's my best remedy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Well, I tell you, Pastor, um, you've given me a, a mouthful on that one. But I'm definitely looking forward to tomorrow, which is what women want for tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that, but I'll be there for that one. What? And, um, <laughs> yeah. And the then men, I think Friday. Go ahead. Yes, the men know that their job their job is cut out for them tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, it is. So don't worry. What you say, front and center, right? The women, women behind, the men in front. Yes, all the men, <laughs> and flanked by the women behind, who demonstrates their solidarity with their men. Yeah. Hey, mm. And then we do Friday, where we do the reverse, when it says the means of a man on Friday. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I, and then we go ahead. Yes, on Friday we speak to the men. Now, I mean, we speak to the women concerning their duty to the man mm -hmm. and then of course we'll wrap that up with this what is it called the successful couple on sabbath oh yes i'm looking forward to that i tell you man i've been enjoying my time at the church this week and we'll culminate on sabbath with a word to the couples okay my brother i want to thank you for just taking the time it's been a pleasure. So now I think officially this will be your second time on, mm -hmm. power, on our podcast. 
And That's the same time, you'll be considered family. And when you come on, please start off with what makes you famous. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, if you can, as we always do, we ask you to lead us out in a word of prayer. Yes, yes. Loving Father, we thank you so much for this church, the Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church that stands as a beacon of light in the community. We thank you for its leadership and we thank you for the faithful members that keep the doors open. We pray, O oh God, so we thank you for the visiting friends that come from day, from time to time. Loving Father, we are so happy that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. May you continue to bless that church as they minister in the community. Keep us faithful until you come to claim the chosen of the earth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor, we'll hope the rest of you your evening. Best to your family. Thank you, wife, for that number. She sang this past mm -hmm. Sabbath. And we and want to wish you continue to your family. Yes. Thanks to you guys. You're doing a great job, a great job. I'm um, just to know you are, you know, you you are, you are never weary in well-doing, but you are here every week. It's a great thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bless this podcast ministry. Mm -hmm.